Very fitting song, don't you think? We've been talking about the early chapters of Genesis, reading them for you, the creation of the earth and of the heavens and of mankind as well. And you've seen here in Genesis chapter 3, the fall of mankind. When we say the fall of mankind, we simply mean God's command coming to man, and then we see man deliberately disobeying what God says, and that is called sin. And that is the situation that Adam and Eve are in here when we get to verse 8 of Genesis chapter 3. Now, I want to read you some of the words of that song we just listened to, because you've seen Adam and Eve both eat of this tree that God has explicitly commanded them not to eat of. And I want to read you these words that you just heard in song from the Galkin Evangelistic team. They say, I am a sinner. You're blameless, Lord. Both Adam and Eve here in this text now are understanding that they have sinned against God. And they are hiding from God precisely because he is blameless. He is holy. He is set apart. There is no sin in him at all. And now they have violated his rules and his law. And God is blameless, but they are sinners, just as we are. And it says, my sins against you cannot be ignored. Again, this is the lyrics of Have Mercy on Me that we just listened to. They will be punished. I know they must. Your law demands it, for you are just. The punishment for sin must come. It cannot just be cast aside. There has to be a punishment for sin, because if there is not, then we've got a little problem. We don't have a just God. But because we know that we do, the punishment for sin has to fall on someone. You know what? The punishment for sin fell on Christ. And that's why today when we put our faith and our trust in him for our salvation to save us, we can be sure not only that the justice of God has been satisfied, not because of anything we, do, we have done, but because the punishment for sin has been laid on him and he has been able to defeat death and hell in the grave and has been able to win the victory for us so that we can be saved. And therefore, our sins are not held against us because of Christ. Uh, here's the, the pre-chorus of Have Mercy on Me. We're going to get back to Genesis in a moment, but this song fits so beautifully. If you would count everything that I've done wrong, who could stand? But there's forgiveness with you, God. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. A broken and a contrite heart you won't turn away. Because of your steadfast love, have mercy on me. And why uh, have we been treated in such a way? Why have we been given forgiveness? Why are we made right before God, even though there is absolutely no work that we can do to counterbalance this sin, this offense toward God? Was well, because of Christ, because of his punishment in our place on the cross. Let's go back to Genesis 3. 
And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? This is a pretty direct question to Adam, isn't it? Have you done exactly the opposite of what I told you? Have you sinned? Now, did God not know that this had happened? Obviously, he did. He was very clear on it, but he was asking a question so that Adam would be prompted, not because he needed info. The man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. The shifting of blame has already started, hasn't it? Shifting of blame to someone else. Yes, this is all technically accurate, Eve did give Adam the fruit here from the narrative that we see, but was that the point? No, not at all. Absolutely not. Did that do anything uh, to impact the responsibility of Adam? Absolutely nothing. So it's an excuse, and it's a, a shifting of blame. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, Thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon the, thy belly shalt thou go, and the dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. And it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Now you might be tempted to just pass over that verse without understanding what we just discussed about Christ and how he would overcome, and how he would be the Savior. And do you notice what it said here? I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. The seed of the woman, Jesus Christ, many, many years later, would be bruised in that crucifixion. But the head of Satan would be crushed when Jesus Christ won the victory and said, It is finished. Is this not a pivotal chapter in the Word of God? I think so. Well, thanks for listening today to Take Note Live. We're looking at the book of Genesis, specifically now in chapter 3, and we're not done yet. Go.